I've been sitting here for a bit thinking about what to say and how to say it, and I'm still not entirely sure how to do so. It is a bit of a riddle for me at the moment. I have been burdened, maybe you have as well, but I've been burdened by what has been happening in our culture at virtually every level. It pains me to see the increasing divides between those that were once joined together and united. As I have said before, both on these videos and then also in messages that I've given in the church that I pastor, I think one of the biggest outcomes that I have observed after the political and cultural chaos and confusion of the last 16 months is an increase in conflict and division. That's not at all new as it relates to politics in America. Politics has been greatly divided for a very long time, especially in my lifetime. The first presidential election that I voted in was Bush versus Gore in 2000. And I know that there was political animosity before that, but it seems as though it has increased exponentially since 2000. I'm sure that that has a lot to do with politics in the age of the internet and social media. So we have been divided politically for a very long time, but now it seems like everything is political. The news is almost entirely political. Education has been politicized. Social media is politicized. Tech companies have become very political. Retail stores are political. Sports is political. And church has become massively politicized. And it is no longer just a political divide between right and left and red and blue. Now it is even like variations of red and gradations of blue. If you identify as being on the right, then there is someone that is further right than you. And then that means that you are left of them. And if you are left of them, then you must be of the enemy. And that's true for those that are on the left, just as much as it is for those that are on the right. And when you add identity to politics, identity politics, it just amplifies this problem exponentially, like throwing gas on a fire. Moreover, a quarter century into this mass communication internet age, as we are now bombarded with a constant flow of information through tweets and posts on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and YouTube, we find ourselves so overloaded with info that we have to very quickly skim through and categorize what we are being bombarded with. We don't have time to fully digest the information before we scroll by or swipe right or swipe left. In this craziness, everything is reduced to headlines and talking points, sound bites and labels. There's no time for conversation. No such thing as dialogue and discourse. Forget the idea of nuance. We can't sit and talk through our views with people who may disagree with us and there try to find some areas of commonality or agreement. We just can't do that. We don't have the time for it. Everything is reduced to binary decisions. Good, bad, dark, light, bittersweet, right, wrong, black, white, right, left, red, blue. We make these category distinctions before we even really know if the person that we are tweeting at or unfollowing is even on the other side, and we don't have the time or the desire to find out anyway. I've said a number of times over the last year that I feel like we are in the midst of a cold civil war. And the conflict, it has affected all of us. 
there are people that I know and love who now refuse to engage with those who they were once joined to and united with. And it is sad. It's sad for me to see this within the network of churches that I'm a part of. Of course, it isn't at all that surprising, but it is sad. And within the church, I can't help but feeling like it ought not to be so. Jesus said that they shall know that you are my followers by the love that you have one for another. And we are not at all manifesting that love. 2,000 years ago, the Apostle Paul wrote to a divided church and he said, I plead with you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I'm of Paul, and I'm of Apollos, or I'm of Cephas, and I'm of Christ. Is Christ divided? And in another place, Paul in another letter writes, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And then again in another one of his letters, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And still one more, for where there are envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal? And behaving like mere men. For one says, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos. Are you not carnal? I know that none of this is new. We are inherently factious and tribalistic, but if we are endeavoring to be Christ like, if we are truly the body of Christ, then we ought to be different than what we were when we did not have the Spirit of God dwelling within us. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.